Welcome to Off the Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name is DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the metro Atlanta area. Now, I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but this podcast will never be about product or sales, and that I promise you. I came up with this idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm pretty sure you wouldn't either. So, let's take a look at today's topic. Heroes. Yeah, we're going to go there. We sure are. You know, you hear a lot about heroes today. Uh, You know, hero this and hero that, and they're my hero, and they're a hero to these people and a hero to those people, and some of that may be true. But I kind of wondered to myself, are, are, we, are we just taking the importance out of the word definition of a hero? You know, you can use a word too much. You really can. Um, you can use a word to the point where it's just not used anymore in the proper fashion. You know, I think about uh, the movie Princess Bride, right? And I'm probably not going to quote this exactly right, so don't don't send me emails on that. But it was, uh, I do not think that word means what you think that word means. Every time I hear it, if, if I believe that it's used in, in the proper, con- uh, improper context, rather, I think that's not what that means. So I thought, you know, I'm a guy about facts. I like facts. I have opinions too, but I like facts. So let's go first to find out what a hero is. You know, the original word hero comes from the Greek, heros, literally meaning protector or defender, particularly one such as Heracles with divine ancestry or later given divine honors. Mm -hmm. Hero as a name appears in pre-Homeric Greek mythology, written uh, wherein hero was a priestess of the goddess Aphrodite in a myth that had been referred to often in literature. Yep, you heard that right. The first hero was a goddess. Awesome. That's, I mean, okay. Way to start with hero here, right? Protector, offender, uh, defender, rather. <laughs> offender. Uh, Freudian slip. Goddess. According to the American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language, the Pronto-Indo-European root, hmm, boy, we're getting into it, aren't we? is ser, meaning to protect. And so we're talking about safeguarding. The basic sense of Hera and hero would therefore be protector. Uh-huh. So there's two with protector. Let's switch over to Merriam-Webster here. Definition of hero. It's a noun. A person, place, or thing. We'll get into heroic in a minute. So it is a noun. Children, let's remember those things. It's defined as a mythological or legendary figure, often of divine descent, endowed with great strength or ability. Next, they say, an illustrious warrior. Hmm. C, a person admired for achievements and noble qualities. 
one who shows great courage. And then they get into the principal character in a literary or dramatic work. Okay. The central figure, an event, a period, a movement, the object of extreme admiration and devotion. However, on that one, the object of extreme admiration and devotion, they put off to the side idol. Hmm. Idol. Like American Idol. So we'll talk about idols and things like that here shortly. So then we go to heroic. So if, if hero is the noun, then heroic must be describing something of the noun, a property of the noun, or a property of an action of the noun, right? So of or relating to courageous people or mythological or legendary figures of antiquity. Here we are again, legendary mythological figures. Or relating to, resembling, or suggesting heroes, especially of antiquity. Okay, that's the number one. Number two, exhibiting or marked by courage and daring. B, supremely noble or self-sacrificing. Ah, and a heroic gesture. Their examples, which are always interesting, was received medals for their heroic actions. And then the best one, which, which I guess I think of the most, is a kind that is likely only to be undertaken to save a life. Courage, daring, noble, self-sacrificing, undertaken to save a life. The description of an action from a hero. So, that, not, not my definitions. Straight out of the dictionary, multiple dictionaries, so you guys could get different ideas. Notice it doesn't say anything about, they played basketball really well. Great baseball player, right? It, just, it's a, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Now, I, I'm all about somebody who, uh, you know, uh, plays basketball very well or uh, football or something like that being your hero if they've done something of heroic action. You know, I, I, can, I can think of, I think of one right now. Uh, you know, there's a particular football player um, who's also a doctor. Yeah, sure is. And uh, he, he sat out this season of football because he wanted to continue being a doctor to help people through the pandemic. That's self-sacrificing. To save a life. But that's heroic. Therefore, he would be a a hero in my book. Now, I mean, he's... He's not charging up the hill and in, in, in fighting an Iwo Jima hero, right? So are there levels of heroes? Are there levels of heroic actions? Perhaps. But now let's get back into that idol thing. Here's where I think a lot of people go sideways, okay? An idol, right? Is somebody who we would like to emulate, a role model. Yeah, a role model. You know, when I was when I was little, uh, and I, as I look to the right, I actually have a baseball card, an old baseball card of George Brett, Kansas City Royals. I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I've never met George Brett, so those of you who have, please don't tell me if he's a dirtbag. I don't, I don't want to know that. 
um, which is all part of, of our idols and our hero worship and our role modeling, isn't it? We just want to know what we know in our head, even if it's wrong. <laughs> but nonetheless, I was, I was a little kid, and I went and watched George Brett, and he, he's arguably one of the best baseball players uh, of time. You know, he's in the Hall of Fame, and, and, and he just larger than life, right? He, I, but I never, I honestly never thought of him as a hero. I, he was an, he was a role model. I wore his number when I was playing baseball, right? I insisted upon that. I, I got to have that number. Uh, but he wasn't an, a hero. You know, when, when I was young, I had a hero right next to me. And that was my dad. You're like, oh, everybody's dad's their hero. Yeah, it, okay, stand by. You know, born in the teens, not these teens, the last teens. And, you know, had to leave his house, Great Depression, Went shining shoes, hopping trains, doing anything he could to 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 make to make ends meet. That's not self sacrificing, DJ. You're right. Stand by. Uh, you know, worked his way up. Um, uh, you know, very little education because of that situation around the Great Depression and just everything was falling apart or in the world. And and said, you know what? I'm going in the Navy and I'm going to go uh, to World War II on his own. Was not drafted. Went in. He was a welder. He was the one of the only deep sea welders in the South Pacific, fixing boats, uh, you know, uh, but also storming hills, uh, CBs, or fighting CBs. Uh, and he, he did that with, with, without complaint. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have some photos uh, of him in, in the war where he's always got a, a, a somewhat pleasant disposition on his face. I mean, he came back, got a good job. Around, by the way, around in there, played semi-pro ball, baseball. I mean, but but then he then he didn't come back and go. Well, son, when when I was in the Great War, I stormed a hill and I I uh, sacrificed and rescued all my. He never spoke about that. We knew it happened. We knew it happened, but 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 he never spoke about it. And and I just knew that there was something in that man that was heroic. Self-sacrificing. Self-sacrificing. Not self-rising. So let's talk about a role model. Definition of a role model. A person whose behavior in a particular role is imitated by others. Okay? So their sentence, not mine, straight out of the dictionary. Athletes should remember that they are role models. Dictionary throwing a little shade there. I agree with the shade, but nonetheless... Uh, role model is a noun, a person, place, or thing. The person whose behavior, example, or success is or can be emulated by others, especially by younger people. Well, that, that fits it to a T. Me and George Brett, right? Well, we're tight. <laughs> Whatever. I, I, in my mind, right? But we can go too far with that. Role models aren't bad. Role models are excellent, right? Uh, in, now, Sometimes we get a role model who goes sideways, um, and or the as if you will the the proverbial covers are pulled back, and you go, "Oh wow, Whew. I only knew what I saw on the outside." Probably not a good personal role model. So let's talk about that. We can have personal role models, and we can have role models in sport or work or politics or or something like that, right? People aren't always who they seem. 
So that that's a big difference between a role model or an idol and a hero. A hero, you see, is showing who they are, just laying it all out there. And, and it turned out they were heroic because of an action, a deed, a self-sacrificing action. But we can go too far into this hero worship, right? I, I've, I've met, I believe, many heroes in my career. I, I just truly have. The one thing I know about a hero is they don't want to be called a hero. They, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it at all. Just leave me alone, right? Let me go about what I've been doing. If I become a hero again, then I'm a hero again. But they wouldn't even say that. They would just say it's part of our job. But then we get too far into this hero worship, and, and that's basically to feel or express worship for the hero. And I, I kind of kind of felt a little bad for the dictionary there because we're not supposed to define a word with a word, but yet they did twice. But then it goes on. It says veneration of a hero, foolish or excessive adulation of an individual. Okay. Now, that is from the outside looking in. Somebody saying, oh, that's just a hero, and I just love them, and I just worship them, and oh, my goodness, everything they do, you know. That's not the hero's fault. There's a lot of hero worship going on. Now, there's also a lot of idol worship going on. So, again, keep, keep that separate, your idols and your heroes. For instance, and I, I, I don't want to make anybody mad here, but I've spoken to a, a lot of my friends military, uh, Navy, Air Force, uh, Army, uh, uh, federal, federal protective group right now, um, police, sheriff, state patrol, all of this. And, and, and I have never spoken to one who didn't say or agree with just because you put the belt on day one and pin the badge on or enlist, right, doesn't necessarily make you a hero. It, it, you have the opportunity to be through action and deed. But just because you've put it on doesn't make you a hero. It's what you do after that that, that makes you a hero. And, and, and really what you do, who you are, makes you a hero. Right? Because the amazing thing is, unless the news picks it up, which we know they won't, in this day and age, uh, unless somebody picks it up, okay, and, and, and spreads the word, you'll never really know about the true heroes because they're just going to keep doing their work. So what about those, though, that like to tell you what they've done? I'm a hero because <sighs> it's called hero complex sometimes called hero syndrome or savior complex, is when someone strives to be the hero of a situation. They try to be the hero. Like, knowingly try. Not just, there's a burning building. I, I, and I, I see children on the second floor. I've, I've got to go get those children. And you do it. You bring them out. Make sure they're okay. Maybe go back to fighting the rest of the fire. Maybe do EMT duties on the children and then, and then just disappear into vapor 
just gone, right? Go about the next job. Instead, it's the person who says, if I save those children, everybody will think I'm a hero. So when I get down here with those kids, I'm going to make sure everybody knows that I did that and I'm going to wait for the news trucks to show up. That's a hero complex. Okay. They may even create a situation or an inconvenience just so that they can take credit for fixing it later. We've got to watch out for these. We've got to watch out for these that do the uh, uh, willingly, not begrudgingly. Because, I've, 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 again, I've met some heroes that begrudgingly, but because they felt it was for the greater good to get a message out, actually did do some interviews. Right? To get a message out of, of safety, security, unity. One particular was doing it just to let people know that cops aren't bad. But got to a point where he was done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm tired of people calling me a hero. I just let me do my job is what he told me. And so he did. The dangers of the hero complex, though, and I'm not going to go too far into these, but the dangers of the hero complex are bitter and, bitter and hostile environments, right? Within work. We all know that person, whether it be fire or federal or police or maybe even you in your regular job. Hero, hero complex can happen there. That, that is always the one that wants to take the, the, the oh, I, I did that. I did that. I did that. Oh, it was me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Right? They tend to alienate everybody else, even if it was a group project. Even if a bunch of you responded to the scene and nobody could have done it without anybody else, like one person's out, the whole thing falls apart, like SWAT team. One person's out, one person doesn't do their job, the whole thing falls apart. Everybody does their job, it's successful, and then one jackleg says, oh, well, you know, I went in there and I, 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 I. The rest of the team, this <laughs> especially on a SWAT team, is going to have a talk about that, right? And that, that's not cool. It can create an illusion of productivity. And again, we've always seen these people. You know, we, we used to call them in, um, in uh, detectives, we used to call them pencil whippers because they would get a case across their desk and they would read it real quick and they would just take their pencil and they'd whip the pencil across it. Yep, clear, done. Done. No, called, 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 called. And, and they seemed to have this fantastic clearance rate where in actuality, they weren't really digging into the case. They weren't really doing what they needed to do. They had a high illusion of productivity. Right? But again, everybody else knows what's going on. Arrogance that will cloud their judgment. Absolutely. The, the, these folks believe that they can move the world. I mean, yes, I know, right? Give me a big enough lever and I can move the world. But that that was, <laughs> he, he was making a point about levers. <laughs> he was really saying that. But the point is, these folks are arrogant. These folks think they're better than anybody else. And it can cloud your judgment straight away, their judgment. Because they start to believe they're bull. They start to believe their own marketing slick about themselves. 
I must be the, I must be the greatest cop ever. Man, there's never been a cop better than me. I'm just fantastic. It, basically, they're, they're, the, the Kool-Aid that they have <laughs> mixed up, you know, never get high on your own supply, right? Don't, don't use your own stuff, but they do. They, they, they bring their own Kool-Aid in and they go, oh, this is fantastic. I'm great. Showboating. Here's one that's easy to figure out. Somebody who always wants to be at the forefront. Always wants to be at the forefront. Right? Preaching, saving, savior complex, all that comes back in. The the showboating itself. I, we had one particular guy that, that always went out to the range when we were shooting. And we'd get out to the range, and, and he was supervisor. But he would get out to the range, and he would immediately start trash-talking everybody else in the range. Now, this is a training function. This is not a who can do better. This is making sure that our officers are extremely proficient with, with, with the tools they've been given. Okay. And he would get out and he would talk trash to everybody and tell everybody he was going to shoot better than them. And he, Oh, just, I don't even, I'll just, uh, I'm just the greatest. And he would literally say, I'm the greatest. Nobody, you can beat me. Yeah. 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 It's some of the younger guys who got in their heads. The crazy part is they started believing it and then did a little bit of hero worship. But but that just caused bitterness to everybody else. We knew he was showboating. We knew he had a hero complex. But it didn't endear anybody toward him. Those of us who have been around a while were like, whatever. I'm just going to shoot. You do what you do. Right? That just, you, I'll just I'll shoot my course here. You do what you do. Run your mouth. Whatever. But again, it doesn't endear. A hero draws people to them. Because of their work, because of who they are, not necessarily what they do, but they do what they do because they are who they are. It's innate in them. These, these people who are showboating and, 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 you know, have a hero complex, they drive people away. They, they do. And the last one on that is narcissism. Narcissism, the pursuit of gratification from vanity, admiration of one's idealized self-image. Again, drinking their own Kool-Aid. They look in the mirror. I'm the prettiest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, in your life, <laughs> to you. But the rest of us can see straight through it. So, wait a minute, how do we see straight through it? Oh, hold on, DJ. You just said that, that hero worship is real. Idolization of individuals is real. And maybe you agree with me that there's a, I hope you agree with me, that there's a definite difference between a true hero, self-sacrificing individual who does not showboat, who does not talk about it, who just does it because it's who they are, and those who are out there talking about their great deeds constantly. So how do we know the difference? A couple of things. One, you very rarely hear a hero talk about it. Very rarely. And if you do, there'll be a point or a challenge at the end of it. There are, there are some folks who, uh, who give speeches about their time in law enforcement or, or, or battle uh, or, or whatever. But there's always a challenge 
at the end, a you can do it too, a motivational. But during the speech, they'll never talk about their deeds. Notice they'll focus mostly on the people around them. We were pinned down. We had to do this. I won't be in it. You hear somebody talk about their deeds and it's I, 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 I. Not a hero. Not a hero. A true hero is someone who does something heroic for the benefit of others. For the benefit of someone other than themselves. Which doesn't mean a hero can't benefit from his or her own heroism. But their deed or act or performance or accomplishment is not for their own benefit. In other words, can they benefit from it? Okay. Um, you, uh, I always think of these horrible situations, but you can see where my brain is all the time. Yeah, you're on a SWAT team and your, your school is under active shooter. God forbid. But your school's under active shooter and it happens to be your child's school or your wife works there or your husband works there or whatever. You know you have a relationship with the people inside. Okay? You go in, you do your job. You, you, you are you you perform some heroic acts while you're in there maybe you draw fire maybe you maybe you're hit right maybe you get in front of people when you know the bullets are flying you do what you need to do to get the job done and you get the job done you did it selflessly but you knew people in there and 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 you really wanted them to be okay so you, you gained a bit, a bit of a benefit from that because y you don't have to be sad because you lost someone close to you. But yet, is that your benefit or theirs? Is that selfless or self selfish? I think it's all selfless. There's not too many people who will run into a burning building. I won't. Fire burns people. I've seen it. Yet, I say that. <laughs> but I had no problem going into countless houses as the first man through the door. Oh, whatever. So it's all the way we're wired, folks. It's all the way we're wired. You know, I would not do what a fireman does. A fireman probably would not. I've heard tons say I would not do what police do. Okay. Fantastic. But recently I saw this thing online that says everyone is a hero in his or her own way. No, you're not. No, you're not. That statement right there is narcissism. I'm a hero. Why? Because I say so. M-I-C-K-E. Can't sing any more of that. I have to pay for it. But you see where I'm going. Why? Because we like you. That's great. But that doesn't make you a hero. So I started digging into this, and I, I thought, you know, let's get some quotes here. You, you guys hear me talk enough. Let's get some quotes. And I looked it up, and there were over 40 songs that used the word hero. Guess how many of them used it properly? Yeah, none. None. Because the hero was always, you know, out in front and, and, and talking about themselves. and Or a hero was just, you're a hero to me. What's selfless behavior? Keep in mind, you can be, it's good to be a, a, a role model. We should all be role models, especially to children. You know, idol, eh, eh, I don't know about that. But role models are fantastic people. 
We all need role models, but role models aren't heroes. I don't, I don't mean that ugly, but it's, it's like saying, okay, a Ferrari and a Ford Pinto are both cars. Therefore, they're the same. No, they're not. Right? So let's look at some quotes. Mel Blanc. This, this quote comes from Nicolas Cage. He says, Mel Blanc is my hero because of what he could do with his voice. For all the Looney Tunes, the Warner Brothers cartoons, the voice of Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd, Porky Pig, to me, he's a great actor. Nicholas, he's not a hero. An idol, sure. Role model, sure. Not a hero. Jesse Eisenberg. Don't know who that is? Look it up. Every character I play has to be the hero of his own story. The way we're all heroes of our own lives. Narcissism. Not a hero. (laughs) Sorry. About read that wrong. Because every time I see it, I want to say it in a different way. Rihanna. Singer. She says, Steven Spielberg was my childhood hero. But she didn't go on. So I can only go from what I know of Steven Spielberg. And okay, maybe. For what way? But if you talk about movies, that's sure not selfless. Right? Again, idol, sure. Role model, fantastic. Now, the interesting thing is I found a quote from Steven Spielberg. Aha. So Rihanna says Steven Spielberg was her childhood hero, but Steven Spielberg said, quote, for one thing, I don't think that anybody in any war thinks of themselves as a hero. You're right, Steven. U.S. Army General Norman Schwarzkopf said once, quote, it doesn't take a hero to order men into battle. It takes a hero to be one of those men who goes into battle. Which is what I've been saying all along. Fire, law enforcement, EMS, military, Brothers and sisters, listen to me for a minute. If you're thinking right now about going into public safety or public service in the military because you think you're going to be a war hero or a hero of any type, do us all a favor who've been there or who are there now and find something else to do for a living. We don't need narcissistic glory hounds. That's how things go bad. That's how we get a bad name. If you want to go into it because you feel a need, a longing to serve, a need and a longing to help, a innate, I call it my injustice bone, See, I've got this little bone in my body somewhere I can't, I haven't found. And, and basically, it, it, I, I don't like injustice. Ooh, it just drives me nuts when I see somebody done wrong. I just want to find the person who did, it wrong, did wrong to them. It, I don't know. It's just wired in me. Okay? If you have that feeling, then come join. But if you're the other person, I don't know. Somebody else is hiring. 
do us a favor. Go over there. He rose. They walk among us, true enough. But they walk in silence. And now let's take a look at some crazy but true police blotter stories. You know, lots of bosses are figuring out the new management style to adjust to this pandemic. Isn't that fun? I probably wouldn't recommend this one, though. 46-year-old guy in Japan. He's a manager of a construction company. Well, you see, one of his employees went on a trip to another city. So the boss told him to stay home because of the coronavirus risk. You can come back after. But the guy came to work anyway, and the boss responded not in a very heroic way. <laughs> he walked up and punched him square in the face, knocked him out. The boss was, of course, arrested. A man and a woman were arguing in a U-Haul parking lot in Eugene, Oregon on Saturday night. The guy pulled out a firework, lit it, and threw it to the woman. She ducked, got out of the way. The guy, and they left the lot. But here's what they didn't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, this you could write this as a comedy script. Um, only because nobody was hurt. There was another guy hiding in the U-Haul lot at the time because he was under the trucks stealing gas. He heard these two come in, he hid under the trucks. Well, buddy threw the firework, happened to be this guy's way. Mr. I'm stealing gas didn't do it exactly cleanly. Sparks from the firework flew near the gas. Four trucks burst into flames. <laughs> the gas thief ran away while his pants and sleeves were on fire. Cops dug through security footage to figure out what happened. Eventually they realized the fire and the firework were totally unrelated crimes happening at the same time. The guy who threw the firework was arrested for reckless endangerment and criminal mischief. They haven't caught the gas thief yet, so I'm assuming he wasn't burned that bad or he'd be at the hospital. Either way, that's what you call learning engagement. In the middle of the pandemic, staring down your own mortality, some people are just gonna have a crisis of conscience, right? Well, this guy in Israel returned a 2,000-year-old ancient catapult stone to a national park. Uh-huh. A stone he stole when he visited the park 15 years ago as a kid. Why did he return it now? He said, quote, The time has come to clear my conscience. It feels that the end of the world is near. Now, that sounds good, doesn't it? Like, can you imagine this guy walking into the park holding this stone? And they're like, hey, the stone. He's like, listen, I'm, I was an idiot as a kid. I stole this as a kid. I feel really bad about it. I want to give it back. See, that's not how it happened. <laughs> that is not how it happened. The quote came in a note along with the stone returned through a middleman who agreed not, agreed not to share the thieves' identity. And now, now, now. Come on. <clears throat> Conscience can't be that clear. 1990. First-time robber named David Zabik decided to attempt to rob a local gun shop. We should stop right there, shouldn't we? <laughs> I don't know about your gun shops where you live. I live in Georgia. But but you walk into a gun shop where I am here, and, and the attendants are armed. Like, the people who work there are armed. Why? Because it's a gun shop, and it's dangerous, especially here. Gun shops get robbed all the time. But anyway... This guy's going to rob a local gun shop just out of Seattle, Washington. Maybe it'll work out different for him. Let's see. Zabik walked past a marked police car in the parking lot. Oh, Lord, this is getting worse. <sighs> really? 
then walked past a, a police officer enjoying his coffee while talking to the owner of the store. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Zabik, Zabik didn't, didn't quite have it all together, I don't think. Zabik then walked into the store and screamed, this is a holdup, only to have six separate individuals pull out their guns, <laughs> a few of which shot at him. Zabik was shot multiple times, but also managed to fire a few bullets at himself, most of which were fired into the ceiling. Don't worry, Zabik survived. But come on, man. You gotta wonder, did he go in there to rob the store? Did he go in there to, you know, get shot? If he went in there to rob the store, I certainly hope the judge you know, sentenced him to some treatment. And lastly today, a man named Dennis Newton was on trial for armed robbery in Oklahoma City when he decided to fire his lawyer. By the way, folks, I'm not a lawyer. I play one on TV. Um, but that's never a good idea. Don't represent yourself. Doesn't go well. Anyway, well, while defending himself in court, the woman who was working as a clerk at the convenience store that he supposedly robbed was put on the stand. When the woman identified him as the robber, he got angry jumped up and screamed at the woman, calling her a liar. He then screamed, I should have blown your <clears throat> head off. Newton soon realized what he had just said, and he followed up that comment with, uh, if, if I had been there, that is. Yeah, it didn't matter at that point. The jury was already convinced of his guilt, and he was sentenced to 15 years in prison. You know, as we go along this journey together, I may say some things you don't agree with, or maybe you do agree with, and even have a topic you would like me to cover. Or maybe you have a funny police story you'd like to share with me. I encourage you to email me at offthebeat at MotorolaSolutions.com to give me your ideas and your thoughts. Just like my friends at Nova uh, College in Virginia, who actually I was very, very, uh, I, I was very touched and honored. They actually had me uh, do a, a guest class uh, last week, had a great time was on policing methodologies and statistics. Oh yeah, I totally nerded out, but thank you all up at Nova. Had a great time. I appreciate you asking me to do that. You can also check out my Twitter page at DJ underscore off the beat. As always, folks, stay diligent, stay educated, and stay safe.